Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Black Women Amplified, the podcast. Your host, Monica Wisdom Tyson, brings you downloadable conversations that matter to women around the globe. We discuss all things black girl magic, amplify our voices, and transform our challenges into triumphs. Monica calls on her league of extraordinary women to push our boundaries, share their expertise, and stories of personal transformation. Welcome your host of Black Women Amplified, Monica Wisdom Tyson. What up, good people? This is Monica Wisdom of the Black Women Amplified podcast, and I am so excited you are here with me today. Now, you will notice that my voice is incredibly deep right now. This is my morning voice. This is a voice that you get before noon, before my vocal cords warm up. (laughs) So it's really me. I sound like a different person, but I promise you it's really me. I am really excited to be here today. I'll tell you what, the subject of this podcast is let it go, let it go. And I've really had a challenging time putting this together. I realized that letting go is a process that's difficult Some people can just let people, let things, let life go and move forward. But it's a challenge for me. But it's a good challenge because I realize it's part of the healing process. And anything that can allow healing in anyone's life is a good thing. So I just, I threw out my notes. I threw out all the things. I've literally been working on this for two weeks. And I, and I'm, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm just, I'm just going to (laughs) talk. I pray it makes sense. I feel like I should do that thing with some TikTok. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. And just let what is supposed to come, come. Because one thing about letting go, it is unique to everybody their process. It is as unique as the fingerprints on your hands. And each time you let go of something, a person, a place, a thing, it's different. Each situation is different. Some things are bigger, some things are smaller. And I can say for myself, 2021 has been really a year of letting go because 2022 was, it was a shakeup. It was a wake up. It was a crack up. (laughs) It was a crazy up. It was all the ups it could be. And it really brought me down to earth in a way like never before. And there's so many things I can talk about in letting go. Because my life has been so vast and so wide and so deep. And there are things that God has removed from my life. There are some things that I've had to remove from my life myself. But the I think the most challenging letting go process for me was letting go of my old self. Letting go of the person that I thought I was. That I thought life had created me to be. And when I looked 
up and I looked around and I realized that things around me were changing. What I realized is what was really changing was me, how I operated with people, and most importantly, how I operated with myself, releasing shame and fears and attitudes and a lot of this um I realized that a lot of my fighting and my sassiness came out of my trauma. Growing up abuse in an abusive household. Growing up in situations that <laughs> quite frankly I'm when I say I'm blessed to even be here with sound mind and a smile. It's true. And as we go on with this podcast, I'll talk a little bit more about it or a lot more. I don't know. (laughs) Just in this place of, I think it's the end of the year and I'm just over it. And I'm just ready to go into chill mode, get out of work mode and creation mode and just put on Christmas movies and watch and cry and laugh and just think, you know, like I said, maybe I'll be in my next year, I'll be a actress in Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> it doesn't seem complicated, but that all comes in the understanding that it's just time to rest. It is hibernation season. And in hibernation season, it's just time to turn off the lights, turn off the brain and just let it go. Let the year go. And I know that everybody's in the process of, you know, you go online and like 2022, you got to get your goals together. You got to do this. You got to do that. But the truth of the matter is time is a social is a social institution that is contrived. (laughs) There is no beginning. There is no end. There is no time to get certain things done. A year completes on a calendar, but truth of the matter is life continues. There's no ending on December 31st. (laughs) Unless you choose there to be an ending, but life continues. That's why, what is it? Um, New Year's resolutions don't work because there is no time where you have to begin or end anything. Let's go of that. Let's let's let go of that. The idea of time that you have to get. And I, I get there are deadlines in life. There are deadlines for your business. There's deadlines for your personal life decisions that you have to make by a certain time because you're doing it with a company or another person. Deadlines, absolutely. But the idea of time and this whole, let's get this Q4, let's get it together, let's go out big. There is no big to go out to because there's no beginning and there's no end. There's a continuation. Life is simply a continuation. Now, how you choose to use your time within the calendar periods, that's on you. If you want to stress yourself out and and go into, I got to get my calendar made for the next 12 months. Why? 
Seriously, 90 days is plenty of time to plan out something. Unless you've got a, unless you're working on a project and you've got to do advertising, you have to meet with people. I 100% understand that. But also understand life. And I'm not talking about a business. Life is just a continuation. And if you plan out every moment of your life, you're going to miss the moments that bring the magic and the joy and the transformation. So I say all that to say, letting go is a part of a healing process that I have gone through time and time again. And as the holidays are coming up and everybody's talking about family, I'm also reminded of family that's not here. My mom, my dad, and my brother are not here. And I go through the memories and I have those and I love it. But I also have great sadness around that. Ooh. But that's the one thing I had to let go of that has been very powerful for me of letting go of what my idea of family is. And in letting go of what the idea of family is, it allowed me to bring in the love of others. I talk about my Aunt Christy. She's like, she's like a mom to me. She has three kids of her own. But she, at some point, made a decision that she was going to take me on as her daughter, not just her niece. And that has flowered our relationship in a way that that has allowed me to flower and grow as a woman. And I know I talked about the women who, in the last podcast, episode seven, who made an impact on me and how I shaped my life. But my Aunt Christy has impacted me on how I shape my heart because she is nothing but love and grace and generosity. And she's funny as hell. (laughs) And the funniest part of her is she tickles herself. (laughs) So one of the things I had to let go of, of, of the understanding that mothering comes from all different directions. It comes from people. It comes from television shows. I remember when I was a little girl, I wasn't a little girl. I was a teenager and my mom passed when I was 13. And so my own, because of the circumstances I was in, if you listen to old podcast interviews, I've gone through, I've gone through all of this. (laughs) All the stories are out there. That's one thing I'm free about because I've just been telling my story in different places. And so that has allowed me to let go of the guilt and the shame and the problematic thinking around my past and my troubled childhood. And so I was able to really, when I was little, I watched fame like that was my movie. Fame was my movie. Oh, my God. I watched Fame a thousand times, the movie. And then when the television show came on, oh, you talk about a girl in heaven. (laughs) And in my head, Debbie Allen became my mom. So if anybody's listening to this and they know Debbie Allen, I would love to meet her. Just so I can say thank you, mom. Because I promise, I even cut Lydia, 
I even cut my hair. Lydia had a mohawk. And I remember looking in the mirror and shaving the sides of my head. I was, I was um, probably, no, this is before my mother passed. This is before my mom passed. I shaved the sides of my head and I just wore it curly because I have naturally curly hair and I just wore it curly. So I had to be like 10 years old. <laughs> because that's what Lydia did. And let me clarify something. My mom was alive, but I wasn't living with my mother. I lived with my father. So anyway, so my mom wasn't around and not by any fault of her own. I just want to be clear. Anyway, that story's out there. I don't want to talk about that. So I went and shaved the sides of my head like Lydia. And I developed a sassy attitude like Lydia. (laughs) Because it gave me power. I didn't feel like I had a voice at that age. But something about watching Debbie Allen and her sassiness and her strength really, you know, it gave me that. And um, so anyway, if anybody knows Debbie Allen Teller, I have to meet her. I have to meet her. But it was letting go of the idea that I didn't have a voice. And so I was able to create a voice in my head. And because I saw that character on television and later found out, you know, watching Debbie Allen, she's very much like Lydia. And so moving forward in life as an adult, I really had to let go of the idea of who I thought I was, who society told me I was, who my family thought I was. And all of those ideas of that were put into me like a computer program, there came a time when I had to recognize the programs, acknowledge the programs, and let them go so that I could hear my voice. It was a time where I went, a friend asked me, like, what have you been up to? I'm like, I'm on a journey of self-discovery. I got to go find myself because who I am right now is lost. And this is probably about 10 years ago. And she was like, oh, wow. I never heard anything like that. And she said, well, maybe my sister needs to do that. I was like, well, don't ask me about it because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I just know I need to go find who I actually am. And I did that. And I went. First, I tried therapy. That was six weeks of what did I do this for? And then a friend of mine gave me a ticket to a learning program. It was called Phoenix 2000 or something like that. And it was like, what is that? There's a um, program. I forget what it's called. But anyway, you go, you go to these classes on the weekends and you look at your life and you go through these exercises and you look at your life. And that was just part one for me. And part two for me was when I went to, started going to these retreats called the divine, no, the feminine face of God. 
And when I tell you, <laughs> whoa, that was the best possible thing that could have ever happened in my life. It was given, first of all, it was given by two black women. And the only people that were black that I saw in this space was a Yalan Van Zant and one of my teachers, James, I can't, James, uh, anyway, James. And everybody else in this space were white and mainly white men. At this time, personal development was not really a term that people used. And it was dominated by white men. So when I found two black women that were giving a retreat, of course I went. The first book that I read was from Dr. Eziz Fuqua, Carolyn, Dr. Carolyn Eziz Fuqua. And it was called Say Yes to the Goddess. And then the second book of hers that I read was, is called Get Thee Behind Me. And I ordered them off of her website and was just very intrigued. Then a workshop came out. It wasn't a workshop. It was a retreat. I went to a retreat years ago, and it was uh, one of Yana Van Zandt's retreat at her retreat center in Silver Springs, Maryland. And that was great. But I tell you what, I had no (laughs) idea what was going on. I felt good, but energy work and crystals and releasing work and all of that thing was just foreign to me. It was like I walked into a classroom full of Chinese people speaking Chinese and I'm supposed to learn something. (laughs) That's what it felt like. People were doing all of these modalities, which I know what they are now. And appreciate it and love it and do some of it. But when I did that over 20 years ago with Ayanna Van Zandt, it was right after she wrote the book. No, it was right after she got fired from Oprah the first time. And it was her and her best friend, Sherry or Cherie. And they did this workshop and I got to meet her daughter. And it was three days all black women. And it was the first time I had ever seen anything like that. The second time I I saw it was when I went to this retreat called the feminine face of God. And it was black and white women, but the instructors were black women. When I tell you that was the most powerful shit I ever done in my life. Not only was it the most powerful, but it was the most incredible experience because even though it was a new language, a new way of being for me, and I had been introduced to it here and there to see it and experience it where I was locked, not I'm saying locked away, moved away from society, no cell phones. We're in the middle of the country. I don't mean middle of the country, like, Illinois. I mean, in the middle of nowhere (laughs) on a two lane road in this 
wooden retreat center where I'm in a room with four other women. We're in bunk beds. We're sharing space. And it was just pure community, pure love. There were people who had been around the community for years and everybody was gentle and kind and caring. And that type of experience is what really opened my heart up and opened up my mind to a new way of being. But it took me to understand that I needed to do something different in order for something different to happen. I couldn't continue on doing, thinking, and being the same person that I was. And so I had to let go of the idea of who I thought I was. And that process opened the door for me. I was able to release my idea of family. I was able to release my idea of what mothering was. I was able to release the things that no longer served me because I was open and willing to become the person that God birthed me to be. Simplest way to put it is because like we talked about in purpose in one of the podcast episodes, I don't it might've been podcast episode three. I'm not sure. But purpose to me is not just something you do or your life. You know, there's a life destiny and then there's purpose. Purpose is the person who was born. When you came out of your mother's womb, you were dipped in purpose, honey. How you do what you do, what you do, what you do. All of that is purpose. And it's not something you have to search for. It's something you have to remember. And so when I did the retreat, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. (laughs) Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. When I did the retreat the first time, because I've done it several times, and we've literally been, I've been to, that's how I went to Ghana. We've been to New York, Detroit, South Carolina, North Carolina, California a couple of times. I'm trying to think of any other place and then online. And we've been online. Um, I've done a couple of things online with them just simply because of, you know, the situation we in. <laughs> but opening my heart to the ideas and the understanding of not just who I am as a woman, but my place on this planet as a female, it just really opened my eyes to a lot of things. It changed how I relate to men. It changed how I relate to friendships. It changed how I related to myself. Most of all, it was like the first time I ever looked in the mirror and really saw me and not looked in the mirror and saw all of my flaws and all the things I disliked. It's like I really saw the beauty of me and not aesthetically, but spiritually. And every once in a while I lose it. I look in the mirror and look at the, you know, the marks on my face or the fullness in my face or, you know, my breasts aren't as high as they used to be. (laughs) But (laughs) when I look past all of that and see 
what God birthed, not just what my mother birthed, a smile. And that's not something that I did 20 or 30 years ago. I didn't look in the mirror and smiled. A lot of times I didn't even look in the mirror. You know, have you ever like brushed your teeth and then realized I didn't even look at myself because it was too painful to see my reflection. And now I stare at myself. Might sound crazy. Who cares? You know, it is what it is. But there comes a point in our lives where we have to be able to let go of who we thought we were so that we can become the person that we were born to be. And it has nothing to do with how much money we make, has nothing to do with our job titles. It has absolutely nothing to do with who we choose as a partner, the children that we birth, all the things that we use to define ourselves is not our definition. Let me say that again. All the things that we use to define ourselves are not our definition. Let go of definitions and just be who you are. And if you don't know who you are, be courageous enough to look yourself in the face and say, I need to find you and let you guide yourself. And when I say you, I'm spelling it with capital letters, the divine being inside of you, let you guide you into the truth of who you are so that when you look in the mirror, you can smile and not cry. When you look in the mirror, you can see your beauty, not your flaws. When you look in the mirror and realize that your purpose on this earth is simply to breathe and be. And there's nothing that you have to do in order to make it into heaven. Because you are a heavenly being, having an experience on this planet. You're already there. You just have to remember, release, accept, and discover the truth of who you are. And I'm going to say this. This is going to be my last recording of the year. Because my brain is fuzzy. (laughs) And, you know. It's time to go into hibernation. So I love you all. And thank you for listening. And thank you for sharing. And thank you for all the amazing feedback that I have gotten. It means the world to me. Not that I need people's approval, but it's great to hear. It's a good feeling when you put something out in the world and people respond positively positively, especially in this world that we're in. So take the time over the holiday season, whatever holiday you celebrate and say thank you because we're here. Peace, love, and light. This is Monica Wisdom with the Black Women Amplified podcast. Have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Black Women Amplified. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
Be sure to subscribe and log on to blackwomenamplified.com for more information. Keep shining. Thank you.